Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome. I'm Heather Caro. I am your host this morning broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful day here in South Dakota. I hope your morning is starting off as good as mine has. Before we get jump into the show, let's start with our morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, help me to remember what a difference it makes when I make time with you a priority in my morning. Awaken me in body and spirit each day with a desire to meet you and to hear you speak words of affirmation, assurance, and wisdom over my heart as I prepare to go into my day. In Jesus' name, amen. Name Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. And welcome. This is Heather Caro. As I said before, I am your host this morning broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, We've got a great show lined up for you this morning, and we're going to jump right into our first guest, Christopher Dodson. Good morning, Christopher. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm just fine. I am at the North Dakota Capitol Cafeteria. Oh, well. So it might be a little noisy. hearing. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah, people are coming and going, but it's the quietest place I could find. Very good. So, Christopher, tell the listeners a little bit about what it is you do for work. I'm the executive director of the North Dakota Catholic Conference. Uh, I've been doing this for 28 years now. Wow. And uh, so I represent the the North Dakota bishops on public policy matters, mostly here in Bismarck at the Capitol, mm-hmm. um, you know, but sometimes, and, and also a lot of work on uh, education, on Catholic social doctrine, and mm-hmm. um, how to apply uh, our faith to the development of public policy. Yeah, and I think a lot of times when we think about um, any you know, <clears throat> we have a Minnesota, we have a North Dakota and a South Dakota Catholic conferences, I think a lot of us naturally think about pro-life issues is what you're mainly dealing with, but that's not the case. Um, the, the spectrum of what you guys cover and lobby for is much greater than just the pro-life issue, which is an important issue. Um, but can you talk a little bit about some of the issues this season that you're looking at? You know, let me say that is true for all state Catholic conferences. As I tell people, uh, what you think we do is just what the paper is interested in covering. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we, uh, you know, it's nothing in our faith does not touch somewhere in public mm. policy. Right. Some mm-hmm. things are more important than others, but it extends to uh, especially care for the poor, the marginalized, those with addictions, mental illness, um, our hospital system, our school system, mm-hmm. even education for our public school children, um, and the care for creation and the economy and subsidiarity. That is, how much role do we give to local governments versus the state? Right. Uh, we're kind of an inch high and a mile wide. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's true. That's true. So when you, uh, when's the North Dakota legislative session? How long does that last? When does it begin? It began the first week of January by, according to the Constitution, it can only go 80 days, 80 okay. legislative days, you know, every, every day they gamble that. Okay. So it should end about the 34th week of April. So then what and is... what's unique about North Dakota is yeah. every bill that's introduced goes all the way to a floor vote. No kidding. So every that's bill, a lot no of work. That it is. Yeah, and so they work hard, and... And and so and at the Catholic conference here, I'm I'm pretty busy day and night. Yeah, that's a lot of bills to go through. Yeah, I think there's over 900 that have been introduced so far, out of close to a thousand. I think. So North Dakotans know how to work, huh? <laughs> they do. <laughs> they uh, so do South Dakota and Minnesota. It's a, you know, upper Midwest yeah. stuff. Absolutely. So what is your role when you're at the Capitol? What are you doing day in and day out? Uh, mostly researching, mm-hmm. providing advice on bills, testifying for or against bills, offering amendments, and shepherding things through. Wow. Um, and sometimes it's just um, offering the church's perspective on an issue rather than a bill. Mm-hmm. And that's the case with this corporate farming bill at the moment. Right. Um, and uh, so it's a little bit of that, all of that. Right. So you mentioned the farming bill. Um, that's one that you kind of have your radar on at the moment. Um, tell us a little bit about what that farming bill is. Well, North Dakota is one of the few states that still uh, prohibits what we call corporate farms and that not exactly accurate, but what it prohibits is non-farm ownership. Uh, so it's what I would call investor-owned. You know, mm-hmm. Outside investors that aren't involved in farming, owning farming and ranching operations. And it's been in the law in existence for a long time. And the Catholic bishops of North Dakota have uh, supported this law for decades and decades. Uh, and opposition to corporate farming in North Dakota goes back at least 1939. Uh, when Bishop Aloysius Mint, who became a cardinal, uh, wrote uh, the Manifesto on Rural Life, which was a very popular publication in its day, and he warned about this investor ownership of farms and how it could not only hurt farming, but hurt uh, families. Hmm. And the um, role of families and the um, uh, preeminence of families that was uh, taught in Catholic social doctrine in the early social encyclicals. So this is a bill that has probably been brought up many times within the North Dakota's history, I would think. It comes up. It definitely comes up. And we've opposed it every time. It's never really passed. The last time it passed, it was referred to the voters. We can do that here. Mm-hmm. And the voters overwhelmingly rejected it. Hmm. Prior to the legislative session, our governor said he wanted the law repealed, at least for animal agriculture. And so I wrote a column because this question comes up. Even though we've been involved on this issue for decades, people still wonder, uh, you know, what is the Catholic Church? What, and what do they have to say about farming? 
Yeah. So I wrote a column before any bills were introduced. Hmm. Um, and um, just to sort of set the stage and remind people and explain to Catholics why. Yeah. Um, the bishops have had this position through the years. There has been a bill introduced since. It is still being discussed in committee. Uh, the bishops have not officially taken a position on it. Uh, but that could change any day. We're waiting to see what the committee does. And that might be today. Yeah. <laughs> so, today's the, the committee is meeting, and I notice a lot of farm interest people here. Hmm. So expand a little bit about, um, you talked a little bit about how the farming helps with the family. Can you expand a little bit about um, how, you know, changing this law could affect the families? Let's go back to the basic principles in Catholic social teaching, and that is the dignity of the human person. Everything goes back to that. Um, everything should be centered on the human person, and we know, and the Church teaches, that the family is the best institution to protect the right and dignity of the human person. Mm-hmm. And the more the family is invested in... Um, Almost any activity, labor, it better protects things because there's a there's a natural growth in the family to not only protect the family, but if you work on the land to protect your land, to mm-hmm. stewardship. With, you know, stewardship of creation is another major principle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also subsidiarity teaches that the best decisions are made uh, at the local level, and when it comes to farming, there's a decisions. There's a lot of decisions about how to. Yeah, it's it's a different. Philosophy. 
philosophy, to be honest, but we believe it's one not only rooted in Scripture strongly, but also the natural law. Yeah, it's like fighting against uh, everything our society is going towards, and it's all about the bottom dollar, you know, the bottom line. The bottom, the bottom dollar, and, and, and also what they think is inevitable. How much yes. time do I have? Can I go yeah. on a sec? That's also, it's a philosophy that is uh, a falsehood. Uh, and Catholic teaching. The economy is never inevitable. The economy exists for and is created by mm. and is to serve the human person. And when they say it's inevitable, we have to do this, mm. you're embracing a, a kind of idolatry, a false mm. ideology, even a heresy. Um, and yes, it's a hard thing to do to change these big economic structures. But we're called to do it. Um, yeah. To protect the human person, to protect the family, to protect the land, and so on. Um, yeah. And the temptation is just to give in. Hmm. When you give in, what has always been the case is the excess of the capitalism and the excess of the communism, where things are just commodified and made material. Hmm. Big words. <laughs> yeah. No, but very true, yeah. very true. It's the thing we're fighting against. Well, folks, if you're just tuning in, I'm talking with Christopher Dotson. He is the executive director for the North Dakota Catholic Conference, and he's in Bismarck right now, and he's kind of uh, watching over everything that's going on in legislature this session and keeping us apprised to all the things that we need to be paying attention to. Um, so, But, Christopher, we have to take a quick break. And when we come back from our break, I want to talk about maybe some other things that we can be looking for in North Dakota to pay attention to some uh, bills or laws that might be happening. Um, and then also, what can we do about it as citizens and what are we called to do as citizens about it? Uh, so, folks, we're going to take a quick break. More with Christopher Dotson on Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro. I'm your host this morning broadcasting from Sioux Falls. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time, so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Download it today and see what you've been missing. Your future, the future of your family, and the causes important to you are too precious to be left to chance. While no one can control the future completely, a little bit of certainty and predictability is good and healthy. Fortunately, Real Presence Radio has some practical methods to share with you to assist in establishing your will and estate plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting started. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. In the Gospel of John, Jesus accompanies his mother to a wedding at Cana in Galilee. At that time and place, a wedding celebration lasted several days. But early in the celebration, disaster strikes. They run out of wine. Mary, ever sensitive to others' needs, sees the problem and asks her son to do something. 
confident that he will do what is needed. She tells the servants, do whatever he tells you and is proved right. Jesus performs his first public miracle and turns water into wine, not just any wine, but an excellent vintage, bringing honor to his hosts and saving the day. Even now, Mary is telling us to do whatever Jesus tells you. Even now, she points and directs us to her son. Even now, we have a mother in heaven who watches over us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Real Presence Live today. We're broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I am Heather Caro, your host. And we're talking with Christopher Dodson. He is the executive director for the Catholic Conference in North Dakota. And he is in Bismarck as we speak in the lunchroom, I think you said, Christopher. Uh, just finding a quiet spot to talk to us about all things going on at the Capitol um, this law session. So... We were talking about the anti-corporate farming law. Any last thoughts on that that you want to portray before we move on to the next topics? Yeah, thank you. You know, something that is difficult for me to understand is that when the conference, that is, the bishops are expressing a, something like this, mm-hmm. they're not indicating that someone who disagrees with the sinner or that a farmer who chooses if they're allowed to under law engages in this and um, that they're sinners. Um, Catholic social doctrine is a lot about degrees of right and wrong, not not just in sin. Sin's a personal thing. Yeah. But degrees of right and wrong and we try not the further you get away with that. Now if you purposely did this for the evil intent, that might be a sin. If you purposely did it because you just completely disagreed about any consideration of the human person, that might be a sin, but uh, that's not what we're, we're trying to convey here. We're just right. conveying that this is closer to the structure that God intended, and it's best for the common good. Yeah, yep. Taking care of taking care of not just our families, but our, the livestock and the the crops, the land. You know, like God wanted us to. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you have your eyes set on um, other things that are coming up um, in the legislative session this year? Well, there's a lot happening here in North Dakota, but it's, uh, a priority for the bishops is a package of uh, proposals we call Responding with Love uh, that were developed after the Dobbs decision. Mm-hmm. Um, if the courts we're in one lawsuit now, but if the courts let the law go into effect, uh, like I believe South Dakota and the United States, almost every abortion will be banned in North Dakota. So what do we do to help women and children? Mm-hmm. And so we proposed expanding the existing abortion alternatives program, enacting a sales tax exemption for diapers and infant car seats, um, strengthening uh, the pregnant workers' um, fairness act in our law uh, for, you know, reasonable accommodations for pregnant workers. Uh, a life resources website, South Dakota has one, and we have one too. Um, reducing the cost of adoption by covering the 
some of the requirements that the state puts on the adoption process, closing some gaps from pregnant women and uh, coverage for the poorest in Canada and Medicaid, and providing a tax credit for donations to pregnancy centers, hmm. uh, maternity homes, and adoption agencies. All of those are moving forward, and all of them are doing well except the sales tax exemption on diapers. Hmm. We are getting a lot of resistance to that from legislators who oppose abortion but say that's, that's, that's not pro-life. Really? A lot of resistance. Interesting. Like North Dakota Right to Life, North Dakota <clears throat> Family Alliance, we all support this. Hmm. Um, but it's caused a lot of consternation here. The action alert we have is still on our website. It's still good. We urge if you haven't done so, contact your legislator um, and ask him to support uh, this bill. Um, our website is ndcatholic.org. Um, but pray for us on that one. That's We're getting a lot of resistance to that. That's interesting. Uh, from certain Republican leaders. Huh. The other big um, thing is we might have our first chance to get any type of parental choice in education past mm. North Dakota. Uh, we had our first victory in a committee. They gave it a due pass recommendation and now goes to another committee for another look. Um, this could be the best chance we've had. Uh, so explain a little bit about what that bill means. Uh, in this case, it's a school choice program that would reimburse parents um, for some of the costs of sending their child to a non-public school. Okay. It's, uh, you know, it's not a voucher-type program, but it's a reimbursement. Reimbursement for those costs. And we're, we're we're working very much on that, thinking that this might be the year. Are there certain um, misconceptions people have when they hear the basics of this bill? Are there misconceptions people have about it uh, that they naturally think are true, but maybe aren't with this bill? Mm-hmm. So, One is uh, that it's about the schools. Mm-hmm. It's not about the schools, it's the parents. We would mm-hmm. be arguing for this if there wasn't one Catholic school in the state. Mm-hmm. So the opponents, and many people get confused, voters mm-hmm. too, that um, should the school be getting any money? Um, does the school do all the same things as public schools? Uh, this isn't about the schools. It's just about reimbursing the parents for exercising their choice, right? which is their right to choose. And they shouldn't sacrifice um, the assistance the state gives students just because they exercise their choice. Right. Um, the other misconception is it's somehow unconstitutional. It's not under the state constitution. It's not under the federal constitution. Uh, North Dakota has a so-called Blaine Amendment that prohibits money going from sectarian schools. Uh, one, the money doesn't go to the school or just reimburses. But two, that Blaine Amendment is now unconstitutional under Supreme Court decision. It's dead. Hmm. And a lot of people think it's still relevant. In right. fact, I've heard this argument this week that we should we should respect the spirit our our founding fathers of the state had, even if it's unconstitutional. <laughs> it's one. Yeah. It's unconstitutional under the First Amendment. That's so. Basically, we're supposed to continue to violate the First Amendment because yeah. our, the state. 
state founders did that too. The state founders didn't have a choice. Right, it was right. put in there as a requirement for South Dakota, Washington State, Oregon, and North Dakota. It's in the Congressional Act that we had to have it because at the time there was an anti-Catholic, anti-immigrant hysteria sweeping Congress. So they, mm. they didn't willingly choose this. Congress said, you do this or you can't be accepted into the Union. Mm. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people don't know that story, but that might help if we get that message out. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of times I hear um, people talking about they're not into politics. That's the number one line I hear. I just not into politics. I don't. I don't bother. I don't look. I don't. I don't pay any attention to politics. Um, and I think that's. Uh, I think that's too much of a broad statement to make um, for us Catholics. So can you explain a little bit as Catholics what we're called to do? Jesus has asked, "What are the? What is the greatest commandment?" And he said, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. The, the, the key word there is all. He mm-hmm. didn't say, just sometimes, for politics, you can go your own way. The second <laughs> one was, love your neighbor as yourself. Politics is about loving your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And so in Catholic teaching, we are obligated to be involved in the political process. Now, it might take different routes. Yeah. You know, some people get elected, some people get involved in party politics, some people write letters. Um, but it's not an option. It's an obligation. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you were talking about your website. What kind of things can they find on the website in North Dakota? Um, our website is great for resources, but um, right now, you know, you can Sign up for our email list. You can look at our, our action alerts. The most important one being now the Dietary Tax Exemption Bill. And um, all my testimony um, and all of the uh, my columns going back to 96 or something. Um, when I look up for information, well, I've got to tell you the story by the time. I had an issue, and I said, well, what is the Catholic teaching on? And I Googled Catholic teaching on da-da-da-da-da. The first thing that came up was something, and I clicked on it. It was something I wrote about 10 years ago. (laughs) You've made it, Christopher. You've made it. (laughs) So our our website's a good resource, even when I forget what what it is. And and I looked at it, and I said, you know what? That's a pretty good answer. (laughs) I like that. So what keeps you Which moving? Which also tells you our teaching doesn't change. The policy Amen. Change, but the teaching doesn't. Amen. What keeps you coming back every year, Christopher? I love the law. I love the political process. And I love the church. This is not a, I can't think of a better place for me. Beautiful. Well, why don't you give out the website one more time and let people know how they can use it. So then if people are writing... other listening areas, you have great Catholic conferences in Minnesota, South Dakota, I don't know if you're in Montana, Iowa, uh, 
So check those states as well. Great yeah. colleagues there. Love them all. Well, and one other question that I always ask is, do the legislators actually care if they get these emails, these letters? Does it make a difference? They do. Okay. They do. Good. Especially if it's written, if you write it in your own words. Just take the time. Beautiful. So there is something we can do. There is something we are called to do. And uh, through the website, you have made it very easy for North Dakotans to do just that. So I uh, just encourage everybody to go check out the North Dakota Catholic Conference website or Facebook page. Any last thoughts, Christopher, before we need to let you go? Uh, pray for us. Pray for all the legislators. Uh, pray for our bishops. Amen. We will do that. Christopher Dodson, thank you so much, and uh, we'll be praying for you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, that was Christopher Dodson. He is the executive director of the Catholic Conference in North Dakota, talking about a lot of different things coming up in the legislative session this year for North Dakota, things that we need to be paying attention to, and not just in North Dakota, but in South Dakota, Wyoming, Minnesota. Uh, this is your invitation to get involved. Um, I'm not one of those that likes politics. I don't, I don't like politics, but I also can uh, be cognizant and watch out after my neighbor and I can just write a simple letter that could make a difference and so we are encouraged to participate it's our obligation to participate okay folks when we come back Nathan Carr is going to be in the hot seat uh, from the Newman Centers in Fargo I'm excited to chat with him we have quite a couple things going on so I just was excited to be the one to interview with Nathan Carr but I'm Heather Caro. I am your host, and I am broadcasting this morning out of Sioux Falls. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 